Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 12th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosper Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we are officially here the final day of the NBA regular season, of course, the final game for the Orlando Magic this 2017 season. I think a lot of us are happy to see it completed and at least apprehensive over what's going to happen in the future. We'll have I'm going to tie up some loose ends here before we get to the end of the season. I'll preview tonight's game against the Detroit Pistons. Really not much to talk about there. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about how uh, Terrence Ross has finished the season, but first I will chat a little bit about Nikola Vucevic and some comments that he made recently about his personal disappointment in how this season has gone. But before we do any of that, I do want to say a quick word from our pals over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I've used it several times to get into events that I want to go to. And whether you're looking to get to an Orlando City game this summer, whether you're looking to check out, uh, I I believe, Paris Saint-Germain's playing Tottenham in soccer, if you're looking to go to an NBA playoff game, you're you're on a getaway, you're, you're in a strange city, and you want to see a sporting event, SeatGeek is the place to go to get the best price on tickets anywhere. It's not just about the Magic. They, they play their home finale tonight at 8. But anywhere, you can get affo- you can get affordable and, and good seats over on SeatGeek. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and most importantly money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate. Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOMAGIC. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. And I should mention, SeatGeek doesn't just do sporting events. I, I tend to talk about sporting events. Lots of concerts coming to the Amway Center too, and SeatGeek is your place to go for those. But before we shut down the Amway Center to Magic Basketball, and I, I actually don't know if SeatGeek does Orlando Solar Bears hockey. Um, they should if they don't, because uh, next Thursday and Saturday, the Orlando Solar Bears take on the Florida Everblades in the, uh, by the way, one of my favorite hockey team names ever, um, in the Kelly Cup playoffs, ECHL playoffs, uh, at the Amway Center. So that should be something fun to check out. Uh, of course, the NBA playoffs start this weekend. But before any of that happens, the Magic close out their regular season Wednesday against the Detroit Pistons, 8 o'clock tip-off uh, at the Amway Center, the, the regular season finale. And 
you know, these last games, you never quite know what to expect. And so I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is how the Magic are going to play. This is how, you know, I expect them to win or, or how I expect them to match up with the Pistons. I can't sit here and tell you that. Detroit is down to one point guard. They've shut down Reggie Jackson for the year, and Beno Udra is hurt. So it's just Ish Smith. They tried to sign Lorenzo Brown, but were unable to cut Beno Udra in time to, to sign him. So they'll be going into the game with one point guard. Orlando, in their last game against Detroit, beat them by 27, 28 points. It was a blowout. I can't sit here and tell you that's going to happen again. Because I can't even tell you whether the Magic are going to play their stars. Play their regular rotation. Frank Vogel said he would do that for uh, the, the Bulls and Pacers because they had playoff implications involved. The Pistons do not. The Pistons are eliminated from the playoffs. And so it's likely we'll see Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross and Bismack Biombo for a half. Like the Brooklyn Nets game, I anticipate, and I can't say this without any certainty at the moment, I anticipate that they'll play Patricio Garino and Marcus Georges Hunt for most of the second half and look to play some of those younger players. And while that team was able to beat the Nets, I can't predict whether they'll be able to beat the Pistons because I don't know how Stan Van Gundy is going to play his rotation. And on top of all this, it is to the Magic's benefit to lose this game. I'm not going to be under any illusion that it's going to benefit the Magic to win to win on Wednesday night. I think wins are valuable in and of themselves and, and are always a good thing. But undeniably, a loss would help the Magic much more. And I talked a little bit about the lottery implications last night, but entering Wednesday's game, Orlando and Philadelphia are tied for the fourth most lottery odds. For the first most lottery combinations. And splitting those lottery those lottery combinations is much more valuable than ending up fifth and letting Philadelphia end up fourth. Philadelphia will play, I believe, at New York. And New York's going to be sitting their stars, even though they can't move up or down. No Porzingis, no Anthony. It's the last day of the season. Who knows what to expect? But regardless of the result, here is what I expect, especially coming off that game on Monday against the Chicago Bulls where the Magic, you know, even to kind of their own admission, no-showed. I expect the team to play hard, give some effort, Make a show of it in their final home game. Give the fans something to go home with. That doesn't necessarily mean they have to win. They just need to play with some energy and some effort. They cannot let a game like Monday happen again. It's all relatively inconsequential. Because like I said, there's nothing to play for. Neither team has anything to play for. And so it, it it doesn't really matter. But it should matter 
to these players. And if any of these players want to be kept on the roster, then they need to play with some energy and some effort and leave the season with a good taste in their mouth. They can't limp out of this season, this disappointing season. That's my two cents. Like I said, I have no clue what to expect Wednesday night. Wednesday night could be a win, could be a loss, could be a blowout, could be the ugliest basketball game we've seen all year from both teams. I can't tell you what it's going to look like Wednesday. But it is the final game of the season. All 82 game, all 82 games share equal weight, I guess. And we'll see finally where things end up and where things land as the season finally comes to a close. And the the retrospective and, and the introspection regarding the season has already begun. Uh, we chatted with Nikola Vucevic uh, late last week. I, I, I'm forgetting when. I think I think it might have been Friday. Uh, and Thursday or Friday last week. Probably Friday. Now that I think about it, ah, who who cares? Um, that part's not important. I guess it might have been Wednesday. Um, not important. Uh, Nikola Vucevic talked a lot about the season, and his personal frustration with this season. And he, more than anyone else on this team, has been through everything the Magic have gone through the last five years. If I had to say, there's if there's anyone who cares as much about this team and about this organization on this team, it's Nikola Vucevic. And so he, more than anyone else it seems, is most frustrated by the way this season has ultimately turned out. It's been a very difficult season uh, for me personally. I really had high expectations uh, for the team and for myself personally. And uh, you know, neither of those were, uh, uh, I didn't achieve anything uh, with the team or, you know, Anything. I didn't play the way I thought I would, uh, the level I thought I would. You know, I felt like I progressed every season since I've been here, uh, except for this one. So, uh, very disappointed. And, uh, so, I don't know. I mean, just trying to finish the season off the best way we can, and then we'll see you in the summer. You know, it's going to be a big summer. Uh, see what happens. It has indeed been a frustrating season for Nikola Vucevic, to say the least. Statistically. He's averaging numbers that are very similar to when he first arrived in Orlando. 14.6 points per game, 10.4 rebounds per game, shooting 46.8% from the floor. The first time he's under 50% from the floor since his rookie year in Philadelphia. Um, his minutes are down. were down to 28.9 minutes per game, and a lot of that is because he never really meshed with Serge Ibaka. Uh, he never really meshed. Uh, he got pushed, kind of, his minutes got pushed by Bismack Biombo, uh, and Frank Vogel even admitted that, yeah, you know, Vucevic was asked to do some different things this year and wasn't as high a usage player as he has been in the past. I mean, certainly he can carry that load, Vogel said, but 
the Magic didn't ask him to do that. Uh, and so, of course, his numbers did decrease. Uh, it should be noted, since the All-Star break, Vucevic has recovered to, to see numbers very similar to, to what we've seen the last few years uh, with Orlando. He's uh, averaging 16.4 points per game and 11.3 rebounds per game since the All-Star break, shooting back up to 44.9%, although his field goal percentage was better before the All-Star break. Uh, it Again, it, it's been a weird season for Nikola Vucevic, and it isn't that he hit a ceiling or anything. It isn't anything quite like that. The fit hasn't been great within this offense. The fit hasn't been great with the players around him. Uh, it, it certainly feels like he's pressing sometimes. Vucevic, in that interview, even admitted that uh, he's been more frustrated, more outwardly, visibly frustrated um, than he has been in the past. And a lot of that is because he had high hopes for the season. Uh, Frank Vogel said it um, after after we talked to Vucevic uh, last Wednesday, uh, when that clip, when 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 Vucevic said that that statement. Um, Vogel said, Vuce is at the point of his career where individual stats don't matter. He wants team success. He wants to see his team make the playoffs. And frankly, he wants to see Orlando make the playoffs. Vucevic has been a polarizing player. No doubt about it. His defense is better but still not where the team needs it to be. And Vogel even said, Vogel even complimented his defense, saying, you know, he's been a lot better defensively than we were expecting. And I think it's a credit to Vogel that Vucevic has been better on the defensive end. But Vucevic still doesn't seem to have all those pieces that you need to be a successful starting center in this league. And this isn't to say this season is on him. It absolutely is not. He is not the sole reason the team struggled this year. Vucevic did his best. He tried. He continues to try. He just may not simply be quite good enough, you know, talent-wise, to play the role the Magic have always needed him to play. And... The Magic will eventually face a big decision with Nikola Vucevic and figuring out where best to play him and how best to use him and and what value they can get for him. His contract is still incredibly cheap for the production that that he puts out there. He is a quality starter. There are flaws in his game, and those flaws still remain, even as he's improved on the defensive end. And even though he's added some three-point range, his flaws still remain. He tends to shy away from contact and favors jumper. He still struggles moving laterally and, and stopping pick and rolls when the point guard's coming right at him. But Vucevic very much has been kind of the, the spiritual center for this team the last five years. He's been the one. He's been the constant the last five years. And Maybe that's enough to say that's that's reason for change in and of itself as, as we anticipate such a lot of change this summer. But you ask me, among the players who, who care most about this franchise in the city, Nikola Vucevic is at the top of my list. 
And I believe him completely when he expresses his deep frustration with this season. And he's kept it very real throughout this whole last stretch. Dutifully trying to win games because that's what you do as a player. You, you don't throw games. You try to win them when you're out there. But also recognizing that they can try to add, make this new identity. They can try to, to claim their building momentum for the offseason. But there are going to be so many changes that it's not relevant. He's playing merely for pride. And he's very proud to be on the Magic. And I think wants to see this team make the playoffs and wants to be here when they, when they do. And that's what makes this season so hard for him and so hard for a lot of his teammates. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Not everything has been doom and gloom, though, for the Orlando Magic. Uh, on top of Vucevic, uh, you know, outside of Vucevic, this has been, this these last 20 or so games have been a huge opportunity for Terrence Ross. And, and Terrence Ross... Uh, came to Orlando, obviously, in, in the Serge Ibaka deal. Uh, he was coming off the bench in Toronto and was put immediately into the starting lineup, and the Magic wanted to see exactly what Ross could do. And so uh, the story on Ross has been pretty simple. He's a good shooter, but very, very streaky. He'll have his ups and his downs. And the Magic have experienced a lot of that, but... They've seen a lot more ups than they have downs. And now maybe Terrence Ross isn't a potential all-star, and I think we pretty much knew that already before uh, before he even came to Orlando. But he can still be a very good contributing player. And Ross has seen all his production go up, and he's produced more. Since joining the Magic, he's averaging 12.9 points per game, shooting 43% from the floor, which isn't great, but a career-best 11.5 field goal attempts per game. A 12.9 points per game would also be a career high. Uh, he's got he's shooting 34.3% from beyond the arc, which is not great, but he's still a threat out there and everyone has to recognize him. It's been a good run. Now, granted, per 36, per 36 minutes, Ross's numbers are down. 14.7 points per 36 minutes, down from 16.7 with Toronto, uh, and those shooting numbers, as I said before. His PER since joining the Magic is 11.1, down from 14.9. Uh, his box plus minus was 0.3 in Toronto. It's down to minus 1.4 in Orlando. Some of that, of course, has to do with the Magic just not being a good team, and, and he struggled with that. Some of it is getting comfortable with a larger role. Efficiency is not going to happen overnight uh, when you're being asked to do more. But there have been moments where it looks like Terrence Ross is taking over. 29-point um, game that he had earlier this week was a really big sign of that. Um, he he played, I, I think it was 29 points against the Indiana Pacers. He played really, really well that game. And, and he got hot and the Magic kept going to him. 
And the Magic have had to learn different ways to, to go to him. Uh, some of them has been coming off handoffs, working around screens, uh, just getting him into a rhythm. It's it's so key just to get him into a rhythm. And as Ross has gotten more comfortable in his role, he seems to have come a little bit into his own. This isn't to say that the Magic should invest fully in him being their starting small forward or being their starting shooting guard. He is certainly an option, an affordable one at that, at the moment. Uh, but Ross, at the same time, still has all those inconsistencies and all those struggles that made people wonder about him in, t- in Toronto. Ross said it best after after Saturday's game against the Pacers, the novelty of taking more shots has kind of worn off. He wants to win basketball games, and he's going to do everything he can to win basketball games. Defensively, he's been okay, not great. Offensively, he's been as advertised. Uh, if there's one thing that, that still really impresses me about Terrence Ross and why I think he's still valuable is how quickly he can get his shot up. When he comes around the screen, he does not need a lot of space to get his shot up. He just needs to become more efficient at it. Uh, with, with defenses more trained on him, with less space to operate because he's on a worse team, he needs to become more efficient with a shot. And I think that's the big thing that he needs to work on this summer. But looking at the totality of his play since the All-Star break, since coming to the Orlando Magic, I would have to say he's been pretty good. He's been at least acceptable, at least passable. And I think that's what the Magic needed to see from him. They needed to see what he could provide the team. And he's done a lot of that. He's provided the team with a lot uh, as the season has come to a close. How much are we going to, how much stock do we put into it? That's, Depends on on what you think of Ross in general. Do the Magic look for an upgrade still? Probably, and it's going to be about. It could be a little bit of a position battle between him and Evan Fournier when we get to training camp next year, depending on what the Magic do. And it's very realistic that perhaps Ross is back on the trade block. Who knows? It wouldn't surprise me if everyone is on the trade block. I mean, I'm not going to mention. I, I don't want to mention the whiteboard, but the whiteboard proved that at least the Magic are, are writing down just about anything that they can they can look at. But coming to the end of the season here, I think Terrence Ross has been a very solid player, still with some room to grow and still looking for ways to get comfortable within this role that the Magic have given him. And we'll see what happens this summer. We'll see what happens this summer with a lot of guys. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Season, once again, comes to a close at the Amway Center at 8 o'clock, special tip-off time. It's Magic Daylight Savings Time. 8 o'clock at the Amway Center against the Detroit Pistons. They're starting it at 8 to make sure there's no shenanigans in other games. All the East Coast games start at 8. All the Eastern and Central Time Zone games start at 8 o'clock on Wednesday. So, Magic Pistons, 8 o'clock at the Amway Center, this regular season finale. We'll have a complete recap of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, and like I said, uh, we'll do an exit interview recap. Uh, you know, I may do a special episode for that uh, because I'm planning on having a guest on for Friday's episode of Locked On Magic to uh, just kind of recap and begin our autopsy of the season. Of course, next week is our "What Went Right, What Went Wrong" series, so I'll do uh, a, I'll be recapping what went right and what went wrong. Uh, for the Orlando Magic in the 2017 season next week. So be 
on the lookout for that. Um, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as on Facebook, like us at Locked On Magic. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter at OmagicDaily, and be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including what's going on in the run-up to Wednesday's finale, as well as exit interviews and any news that comes after that as we head into this really interesting offseason. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a really intriguing an interesting offseason. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I, I'm saying interested a lot, but it's going to be uh, very interesting to see what direction this team heads. But let's get through this game on Wednesday first. Uh, first things first, of course, we'll get through Wednesday's game. And beyond that, we'll see. So until then, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.